Hey there, welcome to the Jobs for Women podcast, where we empower and uplift women to succeed and thrive in their professional life whilst looking after their well-being. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the issues and challenges faced by women in the workplace with particular focus on gender equality. We believe that every woman deserves the opportunity to excel in her career regardless of her gender, and we're committed to helping women break through the barriers that hold them back. Join us every week as we hear from experts, share stories and give advice. We've got an incredible community of women who support and encourage each other and we're so happy that you are here. Let's break down the gender barriers and create a more equitable and inclusive workplace for all. So welcome to another episode of the Jobs for Women podcast. I am very excited to welcome this week's guest, someone I have known for such a long time and who is a very inspiring, incredible woman, perfect for the podcast. Welcome, Claire Sparrow. Oh, thank you. What a lovely introduction. It's a joy to be here and to share some things with your audience. I know the conversation that we're going to have today is going to resonate with many, many women listening to your podcast. And I hope it will also uh, give them some steps and some hope to to move forward. I'm excited. I am excited too. So Claire is the creator, the founder, the genius behind the whole body pelvic health method. She is also the founder of an incredible Pilates studio. I know a lot of you aren't in Leeds, but if you are ever in Chapel Allerton in Leeds, you need to head there. It's an incredible space with world expert uh, teachers. So I'm very lucky to have that on my doorstep. So I know we've already touched on that what we're going to talk about today is going to help women. And that's what we're about. We want to share the knowledge, share the insights and help each other, don't we? So talk to us. Tell me about your method. Uh, I, I could talk all day about the not just the method, but the mission behind the method. And the method is called the whole body pelvic health method. And it's it's the whole woman, really. It's not even just body, it's whole woman, because this is a way of approaching your pelvic health that changes your mindset about your pelvic health. And it changes how your pelvic floor functions for you in everyday life. And it's really for all women everybody literally every woman needs to know their pelvic floor and understand how it works how it can work what its potential is and usually the the kind of conversation around pelvic floor exercise if you like comes when there's a problem and i believe that actually we could educate ourselves before anything needs to to happen and if we did we might actually prevent some things many things from happening that cause us problems in everyday life and the mission is to get that message out there as broadly and through as many different formats as we possibly can because uh, the experiences that I've had personally and with the women that I've worked with, the information that's out there is pretty negative. It's, you know, we're seeing commercials, you know, TV adverts all the time that are asking us to accept something like incontinence. Just wear big knickers and move on, ladies. Actually, 
it's time, I think, for us to stop and go, really? Is that the only solution? I just have to accept urinary incontinence and wear big knickers and that's just it. And I just, I am definitely not the sort of person that just sits back and accepts. When somebody says something like that to me, it makes me really question. And that's what, you know, that's what happened to me. And then of course, with my own experience, I actually had pelvic organ prolapse. And that's when one or more of your pelvic organs display. So it moves from its natural place where it's balancing and oscillating all the time. And it moves, usually it's moving into your vagina and you feel it. It feels like a weight or a pressure or like a tampon stuck half in it or half out. And at least 50% of women have symptoms of prolapse. And I think that statistic is based on women reporting it. But if you don't know what a symptom is in the first place, then you don't know to report it. And this is why the education is so important. The mission telling women what to expect from your pelvic floor. You know, we have all those books, don't we? What to expect when you're expecting. <laughs> what about if we actually had something? And that's, uh, uh, you know, something that I've had in mind as I've recently written a book is the what's, what do women need to know that they don't already know? What's the propaganda that's out there? But what's the truth? Um, about pelvic floor health. So for me, when I found out that I had prolapse, I wasn't satisfied to just accept that. And I did some traditional strength-based exercises and found it actually made it worse. And I had then other symptoms that I didn't have before because I really wasn't, I didn't have a great deal of a problem really with my pelvic floor, even although I had the prolapse and then it wasn't until I was doing strength exercises that I was like oh actually this is getting worse and I'm having little incontinence issues now which I wasn't having before so I as the questioner that I am I went investigating and created a completely new way of looking at it where we don't assume that the problem is because muscles are weak we actually look at the whole body and how everything interacts rather than just making that assumption. Because if you had a sprained wrist, you wouldn't assume that you'd sprained your wrist because of weak muscles. Or if you sprained your ankle, you wouldn't think, oh, that's because I've got a weak ankle. It's because you were wearing high heels and tripped over the curb. <laughs> like, you, you know, we have to look at it in the same way as we look at the rest of the body. So I've created the whole body pelvic health to do that in all of the ways, you know. I've got so many questions. But what I'm hearing you say loud and clear is a the education piece. My first question, because we've got a range of age groups listening. Mm. Is it just for pregnancy age? Who no. who are you trying to reach? Every single woman needs this. So from early teens, when young girls are learning about periods, they're getting sex education. But actually, they should also be getting pelvic floor education because it's a major player in both of those pieces of education. So you know, when we're having sex education in school, girls need to understand their anatomy, how it works, 
what everything is for at different stages of their life, how it might change at different stages of their life. And they're not really getting that. I mean, really, I think in sex education, girls need to know that it's not just, you know, sex education isn't just don't get pregnant take precaution it's like well actually how do we support girls understanding about pleasure understanding about the flexibility of their pelvic floor and how that's going to help them to have pleasure it needs to be a much broader uh, topic so from those young girls understanding the role of their pelvic floor and the idea of it being flexible not strong or weak, because these are terms that are bandied about that women take on board. I've seen it time and time again. They're told that their pelvic floor is weak and they hear, I am weak. And that is heavy. That is really, really heavy. And if you imagine, and even as I say it, and I'm sure as the listeners hear me say, it makes me feel sad and heavy. And imagine trying to go into a job interview where you've been at the GP the day before and they've said, oh, your pelvic floor is weak. You'd need to accept that it's your age or what do you expect? You've had three children, which is what I was told. And you go to have, you know, the job interview of your life and you feel heavy and you feel sad and you feel like you failed yourself, that you're weak. These are things that are holding women back. But if we've conquered that, at a young age so that young girls know the function of their pelvic floor and how to exercise it dynamically then by the time we're having children we've already we're already ahead of the game but all women have that education and you know there's an interesting article where it was uh, interviewing young gymnasts these are young girls and these young gymnasts were quite open about the fact that they're they have incontinence urinary incontinence while they're leaping across the floor because it's just like a known fact of being a gymnast and these are not even the professional gymnasts and the reason being is because we're there's a sort of influence coming in all directions from girls as a young age about having to be strong, pull in and tighten and squeeze. And the the holy grail is this tight, taut, pulled in vagina. And actually, you are not going to have great sex if you are pulled in too much. You are not going to be able to walk freely if you are pulled in too much. You're not going to be able to pass a stool or urine if you are pulled in too tight. It's going to happen when you don't want it to happen because you don't have the automatic control that we should have. So I think it's really important that we get the message that our pelvic floor is not weak. It's actually that it's imbalanced in the way that it's functioning within us. And a lot of that comes from the bias of society coming at us from all angles we don't even realize. And we can begin to change it by changing our mindset about that. Yeah, 100%. And it's Oh, it's so frustrating. We've had these chats about women's health on the Jobs for Women podcast. And even that piece, that education piece, it, it's like, this is like a no-brainer. It makes total sense. And I love that you talked about the whole sex education because I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was all, 
doom and gloom don't get pregnant don't do that and it's like i agree with you wholeheartedly like there is pleasure let's not scare um the younger generation or whoever's learning about you know that that intimate part of their life and i love that you you know you talk about if they understand it then whether they be you know whether they decide to do gymnastics or whatever they decide to do or they then eventually have kids i know that i didn't i had no introduction to it whatsoever and then i did the the old nct and it was like do your do your pelvic floor exercises and it was like what didn't know anything about it and there's a kind of assumption too so so often people are just told well just go and do your pelvic floor exercises like some point some when we've all been pulled to one side and told what they are there's this assumption that people know what they are and and in any case pelvic traditional pelvic floor exercises are not even meeting clinically significant results for women yet they're the nice guidelines are based on the there's three clinical studies where they don't even meet clinically significant standards and not only that the one of them excludes women who have pain who you know various things came up within the study so that they they weren't included i work with many many women who are in pain so i have women who've had to give up their jobs their jobs because they can't sit down because they have such extreme nerve pain many of which so two i have examples of where they were told categorically to do squeezing traditional pulling exercises and it has been what has created their nerve problems because they're squeezing and tightening an area with loads all of your nerves go through there <laughs> so if you're squeezing and tighten it how are those nerves going to glide so imagine having to give up a job you loved just because you been told to do traditional strength exercises it's created this problem and you now can't sit down for work that is i mean it's it's so sad and i can't imagine the number of women that are in are in this mm -hmm. situation so what i'm hearing you say as well is you have got a big old hill to climb because <laughs> you're re-educating or educating you're going against archaic guidelines that aren't actually meeting women where they need to be. And it's almost like, well, women are making it worse because they don't know. And I wanted to ask you about, you know, when you were doing the strength training, were you exacerbating your symptoms? You know, just going back to when yeah. you went through um, what you went through, were you making it worse? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I didn't really have, I was asymptomatic. I didn't even know that I had a prolapse. I, I suppose I had a sneaking suspicion, but I didn't really want to admit it. And a lot of that was because I have been a movement educator my entire life. Like this has been my career forever and I have done this work for forever. So as a woman, I felt like I'd failed. As a movement professional, I felt like I'd failed. I felt guilty because prior to this, I had taught women to do traditional pelvic floor as part of Pilates. That's how we all taught. So there was a lot of emotion around that, a lot of feelings. 
So when I was diagnosed, I was quite quiet about it for a long time. And I did my own thing for a long time until I started to realize how important it was that there were so many women out there. I couldn't possibly be the only one. And, you know, and in that time, I went from realizing that I was actually feeling symptoms. And part of that (laughs) is psychological too, because I then knew I had a prolapse and then I'm looking for it. So there's that piece. And then I started to have pain and discomfort. I then had some incontinence, which I hadn't had before from doing the strength-based exercises. And that's what or doing them in the in a focused way, not in a balanced way. We still need to work on strength. Like we 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 need to work on that as part of our overall fitness everywhere in our body. But it's not where we start. It's not that that's the only thing that's missing. If the muscles are not responsive because there's been a birth injury or you've got a postural imbalance in your pelvis, maybe you've got a scoliosis where you've just got a little bit of a twist in your spine, then we need to get them to listen before they know how to strengthen in the way that you need them to be strong for everyday life. We don't need to stop at the traffic light, squeeze our pelvic floor, because that's not how we need it. We need it when we cough, we sneeze, we go on a long hike somewhere when we're having sex and we want it to be pleasurable. That's when we need our pelvic floor to be strong and resilient and to have stamina. So if you if you didn't have symptoms, if there's someone listening, and they're like, oh, I know that there's something potentially not right, regardless of age, kids, no kids, whatever. How do people know if there are issues or imbalances? So the other things that come up, people will have sciatic pain. And then we put that sciatic pain down because most of us work at this, don't we? You know, it's the, mm-hmm. it's the reality. So we put it down to, oh, I'm just sitting too much. And yes, that's part of it, but the sitting a lot compresses all of the muscles in your pelvis, which then compresses the nerve so that the the communication through that nerve is, is challenged and you get nerve pain. And then your pelvic floor can't function because it's being compressed. So you might not associate something like groin pain, low back pain, sciatic pain, Um, nerve pain, um, pain during intimacy or fear of intimacy. You might not know that um, if you go and you have a wee and then you stand up and then more comes out, that's a problem with your pelvic floor. If you wee and you feel like there's still more there but it's not coming, that's a sign. If you poo but you feel like there's still more there, if you have to help yourself to go. So some women have to manually help the poo come out and that's pelvic floor. I know we're going there. You asked the questions and and this is the way to to answer it so that women know what we're talking about. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's just so, so many things. In terms of pelvic organ prolapse, the things that you might feel is that the space doesn't feel balanced there so you might feel like there's something filling up the space in your vagina that doesn't not a lot but maybe a little so if it's a low grade prolapse like mine wasn't even it was it was quite low grade but it still felt like something was where it shouldn't quite be 
And I think often with women who've had children, we have that, oh, well, nothing's ever going to be the same down there again. We have this whole thing and we've all done it. We've said it to friends. It's like, oh, you know, it's carnage. That's what women say, isn't it? And it's awful because actually maybe there's things that have changed down there that could be improved again. That lamps, that landscape can change and it can change again and it can change again when you go through menopause. It isn't a static thing. It's not meant to be a static thing. It's meant to be cared for and nurtured over time. Um, so yeah, so hopefully that gives the listeners, I think it's really important that that all women have a bit of an idea of. I am, I am here for the detail and I'm so glad you went into that detail because it's not being talked about. Just the, the way, even you know, right down graphically into the poo, someone will be listening and thinking, yeah. oh, that's me. But no one's talking about it. It's not in any guidelines. And One on. other thing about the poo is because um, some women will be really, really loose. And if you're loose, you're not passing it all. And that can be a problem with your pelvic floor. Some women are um, diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome and it's actually pelvic organ prolapse. So it's really important to kind of like go get to know yourself, track what's happening. And even, you know, maybe you're in your 20s and you're just heading into the exciting working world. Track it now. Track it now and get a mirror out. All of you get a mirror out because how are you going to know what changes are taking place if you've never looked? You know, every freckle every eyebrow hair like you know it all on your face but do you know your pelvis in the same way do you know your pelvic floor it's really really important I love that great advice first time I was told that was after I had my first child and had an episiotomy and then I had an infection and the nurse was like get a mirror I'm like why am I just doing this now I didn't want to do it but if I'd have become familiar with that, then it wouldn't have been such a big deal. It's almost like breaking the, the taboo and the, we're not talking about it because we know that, you know, when we're thinking about the women's health gap, the UK is one of the worst in the G20 countries, which is Shocking. so frustrating. I keep, I keep using the word frustrating and I sort of do that. Yeah. But it really annoys me because I feel like I remember at my six-week check, and I know your method is not just for people of bearing years but I remember at my six-week check the doctor just wanted me out in about 90 seconds yeah you're okay all right off you go so I had a really interesting conversation about the six-week check and I know because I've gone through this whole process where I've been my eldest is 18 and I had a six-week check we had an internal check and I think I was re-traumatized by that six-week check and then when it came to my second, I then didn't have a check because I was so, whoa, this was, you know, this experience. I think that because we don't know what we don't know, and then we have a six-week check, I think it can be, it can have a negative effect because the language that's used around that check sets up this conversation that we are having today where actually if it was a bit later or you were able to um yeah I just think going later would be more helpful 
for women in a lot of cases. So if an assessment could be done as to whether, because you had an infection, it's really important that you were checked at that six week check because we need to make sure the infection has cleared. And then it's just button it, full stop where that's it, okay? Come back again in three months and we can check on your pelvic floor. You know, I think it, it needs to be maybe separated in a different way because I've seen a lot of women who it's been that moment, it's been that turning point at six weeks postnatal that started this, uh, you know, the, the pelvic floor journey for them. So anyway, yeah, I have, I'm still reflecting on that. Mm, interesting one. And I agree. Yeah. Six weeks too soon. I mean, I think I was still in my pajamas. Um, <laughs> you, you know, when we're thinking, um, about the method and things being off balance, I love that idea that we're looking at it from a whole body approach because like you say with the when we were talking about the wrist earlier and then you fell over like everything is interconnected um if if a doctor offers surgery if someone's listening how does your method you know does it does it is it a replacement to surgery can is it about women saying hey hey no there's there's other options out there for me how does it work if a doctor said you need surgery sure and this is the thing you know because the you know let's think about bias for a second to help me answer that question so a surgeon's job is to cut right the, to do surgery my job is to look for hope look for what's possible what can be done and we're looking at it both the surgeon and myself with our biases what we know and what we believe so it's i think it's important to, to know that going into any situation because i prefer not to tell women what to do i provide them with information so women can have some choice because this is a huge part of this problem we're not educated therefore we don't have a choice when something happens we're not given a choice and we're already not educated so we feel like we can't even question that to make a choice so we're in this vicious cycle so i give the information and i've been really it's just been an honor working with many women who've come to me at their wits end who have been to see a surgeon and the surgeon has said we need to do surgery uh in yeah and in in all of these cases this is with pelvic organ prolapse and the surgeon has said you know you need to you need to have surgery for this and all of the women that i've worked with they have not had to had have that surgery when they've come to me first when they've gone mm, hang on a minute really isn't surgery like last case scenario last resort and so they've come to me one woman surgeon actually said i can't guarantee i could do better than what you've achieved doing the work with claire so carry on with what you're doing wow and oh, that's boy. huge that is huge we have the the tools in our own body to heal ourselves we just don't know it and it's why the method is why I've written a book. It's why my mission is about that education of what we don't know so that we can take back control so that we don't have to sit on the sidelines of our own lives. 
you know, if you have been to see a surgeon and you're thinking about a career move or setting up your own business and they said, oh, well, you're going to have to have this surgery, which means that you'll never be able to pick anything heavier than a kettle up off the floor and you were going to set up a dog grooming business. Well, that's it. That's it. You think that you just have to settle sit back on the sidelines and not push forwards for your dreams. And it makes me like, now I've got the frustration rage thing going because no woman should be on the sidelines of their own life because of their pelvic health when there are things that can be done where there is potential for you to change. And it is a commitment that we can make to ourselves just like we commit to brushing our teeth twice a day, we can commit to our pelvic health. It's just that we're not in that habit. We're not being educated that way. The bias is that 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 you can just do quick strength exercises at the traffic lights and you'll be fine. And that is not the case. Or just accept it and wear your big padded knickers. It's ridiculous. Who wants to wear those? No. We it's like, to. Um, There's no, you know, when I messaged you that time, uh, when because I watch, I listen to one of the podcasts with Anna Williamson and Louisa Tisman. She talks extensively about just weeing her pants uh, when she was horse riding, when she was out dancing. She ended up going to LA to have this surgery with this doctor. And I, I kept just voice writing going, you need to speak to Claire Sparrow. And they never got back to me. But it, it's kind of like, I feel our mission at Jobs for Women is all about empowerment. Let's help each other. Let's pull the ladder down. Let's support each other. If one person told one person, you know, share the love about this method, it's kind of like you don't need to uh, do those those exercises. Um, you don't. We don't need to do what we've been told. We don't need to believe what society tells us about our body and our and our yeah, and pelvis. The the history is so the facts are that anatomy books were based mostly on male cadavers and the medical profession are still working off this outdated model of anatomy not to mention the fact that it's it's on paper we are 3d and some you know i want to show up in 4d like this is ridiculous that we're basing decisions not on our bodies not yeah. on our bodies and our bodies are suspension systems we're not we're not like plugged in pieces we're not stacked up everything is suspended and when we understand that everything in our body is suspended including our pelvic organs and we live in our bodies that way you can really believe that it's not about your pelvic floor holding everything up from underneath i mean it's ludicrous it's quite laughable when you think about it it's part of the suspension system an important part but part of not working in isolation so we we are going to wrap up soon but my two main ones are how the hell does the method work because everyone's listening thinking hey I need me some of that. And also I want to ask you about the book, which is really exciting. And I feel like the book is such a, a fantastic way to get all of your knowledge out on paper and to reach more women. So let's go with the method first. How is someone listening going to start from scratch on your method? How do they access it? What do they do? What does it involve? Yeah, so the method covers a series of concepts 
where it's just super, super logical. You work on your breath because your breath is the foundation of your pelvic health because your breathing diaphragm works with your pelvic diaphragm. And a great deal of the dysfunction out there is happening because women are pulling their tummies in. And when you do that, your diaphragm can't descend properly and talk to your pelvic floor properly. And we'll leave it at that because that's it's a huge thing we could go on about. I know I could practically hear the mic drop. <laughs> Women listening are going, what? <laughs> Just let your let your belly button go and your pelvic floor will start to work better just from that because we'll get the breathing piece in there. Then the second concept that we work through is called uh, release. And release is about removing the blocks, the tension in your body that's preventing your brain and your body communicating. Your pelvic floor is only um, not lifting or connecting when you need it because it doesn't know. <laughs> it's not a bad pelvic floor. It just doesn't know. And often it goes back to what we we're saying is it's a really good example about sitting. We've compressed and stuck down. So it can't move. It's stuck. It can't respond because it's stuck. And when stuck, when, when your muscles, let's say, and your connective tissue, all of that stuff is stuck, it doesn't feel. And when it doesn't feel, when that tissue doesn't feel, your brain and that feeling, they're, they're, it's dull. They can't communicate. So we have to release through movement and massage techniques the tension that is preventing that communication. And then we improve your range of movement in all of the joints of your body, all of the ranges that are influencing your pelvic floor. And then the final step, the final, so not the first step, the final step, once we've laid this amazing foundation is we start to introduce what's called neuromuscular coordination. And that sounds complicated and I'm saying the correct terminology because it's more than just strength. Strength is often thought of as like uh, an end point that we are contracting. It's non-moving. It's stiff. And actually, the reverse is true for us to function well in the world, anywhere in our body, especially in our pelvic floor. To be strong, it has to be dynamic. So it's being able to control your range of movement of your whole body, but we're talking particularly about your pelvic floor. So that's the brain, neuromuscular, and the control, the control of the muscles. So this is the last, last piece of it. And we have so many different layers and levels of how to access this information and the movements that help you to do this in your everyday life from a DIY do-it-yourself-in-your-own-time course online to actually doing a membership where you get me every month helping to teach you and guide you and hold your hand along the way. And then the book, which you mentioned before, which is crazy. Like, I can't believe I've written a book. So there's the book. And then, of course, my studio in Chapel Allison, where I teach in person in small groups as well. And why, why did you write the book? because oh, I was losing my mind. <laughs> I mean, you can hear it. This is huge. Like every minute of my day, every conversation that I have is on this topic. 
And what I realized last year, two things happened last year that that pushed me. Um, one thing was that I did um, a promotion sort of thing where I wanted with all my existing, hundreds of existing members, I thought, let's do a refer a friend campaign. This makes sense. We want to, as you do with Jobs for Women, we want to share the information. We don't want to keep it in. We want to share it and get more people to to access resources that can help them to move forward. So I thought, brilliant, refer a friend. Out of the hundreds of women, and I was really proud of this campaign that we did. I thought this is gonna be great. And I had one referral and it was to an immediate family member out of all these hundreds of women in the in the membership course. And I was so sad, not because we'd not sold more courses, but because it was in that moment that I realized even the women in the know are not having the conversations. I was gutted, absolutely devastated because they're so proactive in our in our closed community and they talk to each other. But I, with that, it still wasn't happening. I was so sad and I thought, well, we need an easier way for women to to get this information and to to, to maybe hand, hand on to other women. So that's you know, the easiest thing I could think of was a book because you can just give a book or leave a book or gift a book. It's easy. Um, and it's also low cost, which was another really important thing for me that I want there to be something really that's in, you know, accessible for everyone. And then I had a client who said to me one day, I said, you know, I've had this crackers idea that I should write a book, but I'm so dyslexic. I totally couldn't do it. This is, it would be ridiculous. And she said, actually Claire you have to write a book and she put her hand on my arm like I can still feel it gives me tingles now thinking about it because she said Claire you have to because it's more than just your method you are the voice of hope for women everywhere and that was the message that consolidated for me that yeah I really have to put this method down into into a book and that's what I did that is incredible what your client said to you like I've got little goosebumps mm. because there are so many women out there that are literally just at the end of their tether resorting to surgery and like you said earlier it's kind of like women just it's like get on it's fine I'll just put that incontinence pad in my pants day in day out and I'll just crack on with it and I, the reason I love the book is because when we've talked about this education piece, I feel like having that as, as a first interaction with you is so perfect because, I mean, I, I'm a big, I love books as gifts, gifting books. And it's kind of like, well, I've got nothing to lose. I'm just going to see what this method is about. And there's very low commitment. And I feel like it might be that what we've talked about the passing on the knowledge the was I've read this yeah. book like you and I have done that we've we you've passed on books loads of books to me um, and that's the vision to put hope in another woman's hands because the book so for those of you that haven't seen it yet the book is called hope for your pelvic floor and that's the key that that it gives hope and you can give hope um and it's it it's very very accessible the book you know to to every you know to all women yeah and there's a there's um and for anyone that buys the book there's a there's a course as well isn't there that comes with it yeah that's right because I can't help myself <laughs> I want to make sure that 
that that that people can bring it to life because you can read words on a pa- page you can hear me talk here but how are you then going to apply that into life because i'm not here for me i'm here for you making that difference in your own life so i thought well the best way really to do that is if there is a like a move along with me kind of course to do with the book so it's just a companion course where i've given classes it's it's quite comprehensive because i give each chapter each piece of information has a a movement piece that goes with it and so you can kind of move along with me (laughs) online and it's just a free additional resource to go with the book that's brilliant because it just brings it to life for people so if anyone's listening the book might be a great first option or if you know anyone that's going through symptoms because you know like when you talked about your friendship offer we're not we're, we're not talking about it enough we're not talking about the symptoms that we're living with so it when is the book out and how do people connect with you if they want to find out more oh yes so the book is out on friday the 13th of october because it is going to be my lucky day it's an amazing day and you can buy it on amazon and that's the best place to get it because part of the process of releasing the book out into the world is Uh, through Amazon is because they will show it to more women so each woman that buys it their little bots in the background the algorithm is going oh this is the sort of book that this type of woman likes I'm going to show it to more women so even if you didn't feel brave enough to hand a copy to a friend you know you're doing your part because the algorithm's going to show it to somebody else so that ripple effect is out there. And I am all over social media. I have a Facebook group called Pelvic Floor Exercises Reinvented, where we do little free classes. There's loads of opportunity to ask me questions, lots and lots of resources and information there. And then my website's wholebodypelvichealth.co.uk. Awesome. And I'll put all of the links in the show notes. Um, I highly recommend you check Claire out. She is a fountain of knowledge and also just really cool for bouncing, bouncing ideas off or just asking for advice because I feel like, well, I know you've worked with so many women that are experiencing loads of different things. And what I did want to add earlier, which I forgot to say was what I love about your method is that it recognizes that no body is the same. We are all different. We've got different body shapes, different things going on inside, different lifestyles, different jobs. And I just love that it- For as many women as there are on the planet are variations on the theme women because everything you have done in your body is affecting how your body is today. And everything you to do today is going to affect tomorrow and the next day and this is wherever you are this moment in time for you as you are listening is your opportunity to make a change today for your future self so a year from now 10 years from now that's when you go oh i'm so glad i took that time 10 years ago to do that thing because you'll see the difference, you'll feel the difference, you will know that your body is healthier and more resilient as a result of what you do today. I love that. That's a great point to end on. I mean, we could apply that to absolutely everything in life. You just feel like you're never going to get older and then whoosh, the time just goes, doesn't it? So yeah, preventative measure. Thank you so much for joining us. We've definitely gone over, but I've loved having you. And um, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and best of luck 
with the book launch. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody for listening and sharing your time with us today too. I really hoped you enjoyed that interview with Claire. And I'm sure you'll agree with me. It's it's exciting that she has created this method. And what I love about it is that she experiences symptoms. It's kind of like she lived it, she breathed it, and she cured herself with this method. And the reason I feel so passionately about it is because as women, like I touched on, we have one of the biggest gender health gaps out of the G20 countries. We know that there isn't enough funding in women's health. So I feel like there are so many women just literally left in limbo with symptoms that are affecting everyday life. So like Claire said, you know, you're going for a job and you've got symptoms or it, it has a knock-on effect with everything that you do in your life. And I feel so passionately that women can almost take their health in their hands and do something about it. And just how Claire ended um, our chat then when she talks about like this idea of prevention and knowledge and doing it ahead of time. So you might not be at a stage where you're thinking of having kids. You might not want kids at all, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't be aware of your body. What is going on inside? Get that mirror out. What is normal? What is not normal? What, what, you know, do you have symptoms? Anything that Claire talked about, you know, when we talked about going to the loo, knowledge is power. And to be in control of our bodies and our life, our career, our personal life, we have to look after it. And this holistic whole body approach resonates with me so much because we know it's like when I go to the osteopath with, uh, I have like an, a tight upper back sometimes when I'm not doing enough sort of twists, if I'm doing a lot of desk work and, you know, my osteopath will work different areas of the body, not the upper back because it's all connected so I urge you to check out Claire, buy the book, buy the book, do something for you, go and buy the book and see it just as Claire said, as a way for her to get more exposure, to reach more women, to take charge. Um, and let me know if you've got, if you're suffering with any symptoms, you know, I'm very, very vocal about my my women's health issues. I'm very passionate about this subject. So I'd love to hear from you and reach out to Claire as well. She's on Insta and um, I'm going to put all the links in the show notes. So that's it for this week. I really hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to join our community. It is there. It is waiting. Our new community group has just launched, which I'm really excited about. Head over to community.jobsforwomen.co.uk forward slash join. We've also got our first free totally free uh, masterclass webinar with Anna Manning from Yes You Coaching. That's coming up on the 18th of October, 7.30 p.m. UK time. If you join the membership, you'll get the link automatically to join us. So what are you waiting for? Do me a favor right now, head on to the podcast player that you listen to this podcast on and leave us a review or um, a rating and share this podcast with someone Whatever age they are, do me a favor, send it to someone. Send it to the mum figure in your life. Send it to someone that can pass on this button, this women's health, like share the love kind of thing. Um, yes, that's it from me. I think I've talked too much. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you next week. <laughs>